I'm Kelsey Ryder. I'm Natalia Raymond. And this is Angelinos in Training, a podcast for people curious about Los Angeles by people who live in Los Angeles. So whether you're moving here, new to the area, or just want to better understand LA, we're here to help you navigate the city of angels. Welcome back to Angelinos in Training. Thanks for joining us again. I'm Kelsey, and Natalia is here too, and we're here to tell you more about Los Angeles. And specifically today, we're going to talk about the beaches of LA. Such an LA subject. I myself went to the beach recently and remembered how amazing and healing it can be. And I know you love the beach too, Natalia. I guess you could say I love the beach. I don't go nearly as much as many other people because it takes a long time to get there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It is curious how close the beach is in miles and how long it actually takes to get where you want to go. And you have to weigh the options between where you live versus canyon roads if you're going to more of the northern beaches or if you're taking the freeway down or which freeway or side streets. It's a whole it's a whole thing. It does take a lot of energy, but in my opinion, it's completely worth it to get out there. Since we have a whole bunch of options of beaches, today we're going to judge them. We're going to decide uh, which beaches are the best. Ooh. So we're going to go on a little geographical tour of the beaches of LA, the LA coastline. We'll rate each beach area on a scale of 1 to 10. So we're going to be all judgmental Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) Probably very biased. Yes. We're going to see what we can recommend out of the beaches. Now, uh, Kelsey, real quick, why don't you tell us which beach you went to? So on this past Sunday, actually Super Bowl Sunday, which is another reason why I chose to go on that day because I knew it would be more deserted, was Zuma Beach. You all have heard me talk about Zuma Beach in the geography episode In our favorites episode, I'm sure I've talked about it outside of that too, but I seriously am in love with this beach. Zuma Beach is my Malibu, and I will forever, ever love it. Wonderful. (laughs) Now, Kelsey, uh, what does going to the beach mean to you? Do you like to go to tan? Do you like to go to relax? Like, What does going to the beach mean to you? So my parents bought a beach house from my grandparents that was originally their golfing spot in uh, Long Beach, Washington. Yes, there is a Long Beach in Washington as well. And so I grew up going to this beach house and being by the ocean probably a couple couple weekends a month. And then through the summer, my parents were teachers. We'd stay there all summer long. So the ocean has always just been a huge part of my identity. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm away from water in general, but specifically the ocean for too long, I start to feel a little bit claustrophobic. I feel like there's like some walls closing in on me. I need to get out. I need to be where I can feel the power of the waves and get some undertow under my toes. It's just a huge part of how I Mm-hmm. think of myself as a person. So I definitely don't go to tan because I am of the pasty white variety and will burn. I used to be able to tan in my younger years, but now it's mostly just moles and potential skin cancer. So <laughs> I don't I don't go for that. I go to relax. I go to enjoy some space away from other people because Los Angeles so is so crowded in general. 
But that's that's my reasons for going to the beach. When you're inspired to go to the beach, Natalia, why are you going? What's your what's your goal? Usually a change in scenery. Yeah. Yeah. I just being honest, I don't find going to the beach that relaxing most of the time. I think mostly because I usually go to the beaches that are more crowded. Mm. And I think I usually just think of it as a way to get out of the house and be in an area that looks very, very different. Because I live in Hollywood. It's about as far away as you could get from beach vibes as possible. So yeah, I would say mostly just to, you know, vary up my life. Yeah, totally. And that's true, which we're going to go through them. But like each beach has a different vibe depending on like the surroundings of that area and how it's developed over time. Getting out of the house to go to the beach is super, super enticing right now just because we've all been cooped up for almost a year. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Real quick, before we get into the beaches, I think that we should thank the people that have given us some recent reviews. Yeah, absolutely. So I would like to thank U.S. Traveler. Thank you so much for your five-star review. I would like to thank Bets NW. I assume you're from the Northwest. <laughs> thank you for your review. Lyoux, 2010. <laughs> thank you. I hope I did not mispronounce your name. Yes, thank you for taking the time to make a review. We especially appreciate them because it helps get our podcast some more visibility and more people can listen and learn about LA just like you wonderful people have. So thank you so much again for leaving us those reviews. All right, Kelsey. Are you ready to go on the Great Beach Tour of Los Angeles? Oh, I'm so ready. All right. Got my flip-flops. You got your flip-flops? You got your swim trunks Mm -hmm. and your flippy floppies? And my flippy floppies. And I do actually genuinely have a nautical-themed pashmina afghan. Oh, really? (laughs) I got it just because of that song. I don't... Actually, I don't... It's not an afghan. It's definitely like a pashmina, but it's not an afghan. I'll post a picture about it. You'll all be the judge. All right. We're referencing the song I'm on a Boat by the Lonely Island, by the way. (laughs) Yes. If you didn't catch it. Creators of of such masterpieces as uh, Dick in a Box. Yes. Mother Lover, and Three Way. (laughs) All great musical masterpieces of our time. And the Tales of Jack Sparrow. Oh, that's a great one. Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. That's a really good one. Yes. And (laughs) and you know know where Jack Sparrow goes? He goes to the beach. Always goes to the beach looking for his rum. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So let's look for some rum ourselves. Let's start up north. Let's start in the boo. Malibu. The most northern beach that I've been into Malibu is El Matador Beach, Mm -hmm. and it's a really cool place. Have you been there, Natalia? No. I don't think I have. It has these really awesome rock formations. So these open monoliths, that's what they're called, these big monolith rock formations. And they have all these holes and sections that you kind of stand into. It's a super popular spot for photography, Mm -hmm. for like engagement photography, because you can stand in one of those little arcs and just have the ocean in the background and you and your love can stand inside the rock. And there's even tide pools at certain like low tides with all sorts of interesting creatures. One thing I will say, though, is that you do have to pay for parking in a very small parking lot so it Mm. can get busy really quick. 
and there are a lot of stairs. There's a big walk down a hill. So for me, I've only been there the one time, and I remember being completely wiped out afterwards just trying to get up and down from the beach, Mm -hmm. and stairs are one of my enemies of my chronically ill body but i would still say it was completely worth going to it's not a beach you relax it's a beach you explore Mm -hmm. i yeah i really do recommend it actually our maintenance guy was like oh have you been to el matador beach i was like i don't even know what that is and so that's where i got my recommendation i love that i love that you get you get recommendations sometimes from the coolest places Places you don't expect. Just talk to people. Like, that's one thing about Los Angeles is within the context of people being safe and friendly, they will give you the most awesome advice and mm-hmm. suggestions, even for beaches. Awesome. So so El Matador is more an, an yes. adventurous beach or a beach that you go to if you want to look cool in the gram. Yes. You don't wear flip-flops on that because you have so many steps to climb mm-hmm. and go down. But yeah, definitely... An Instagram spot. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a romantic spot. Yeah, definitely wear secure shoes on your feet Mm -hmm. up and down. And I have seen people relax there, but I don't. It's not. It's not one you really spread out. There's not enough space to do. So at that one, you need your swim trunks and your close-toed shoes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now you mentioned Zuma. Yes. Which is also over there in the Boo. I have been to Zuma. You have been to Zuma Beach. What do you think about Zuma Beach? I think it's a very nice beach. I have only been there for filming, actually. Oh, really? Because a lot of uh, movies and television shows film over there. Because it's it's such a classic Southern California beach. Yeah. You know, with the white sand and being longer and stuff. And I've actually seen it on different shoots. Stand in for Miami and Hawaii. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It totally can, too. It is a very long stretch of beach. I don't know quite how long, but I would estimate maybe like two miles, two and a half miles, mm-hmm. which is pretty long in California beach territory. Yeah. And it can get quite crowded there during the summer. It absolutely can. And it has been all through the pandemic on weekends. Leo and I have tried to go several times just to escape and been completely disheartened by nobody socially distancing. One recommendation I would give about Zuma Beach is so they they do have paid parking lots and they have plenty. You will never be want for parking and paid parking. I've never seen them completely Mm -hmm. full. They also there is street parking along the PCH or the Pacific Coast Highway. But the problem is, is that you have to be driving south in order to park on that side of the street. So they they have recently put a bunch of medians dividing that so people can't just U-turn to get a parking spot anymore. So you have to kind of drive all the way down to a little area, like a little shopping complex that has like a Starbucks and some other cute shops, and then turn around and then start heading south in order to get a parking spot. When we went on Sunday, we were able to find a parking spot relatively easily Mm -hmm. on the street, so we didn't have to park in the lot. They have plenty of lifeguards. There are several lifeguard stations all along the beach. There are lots of bathrooms probably spread out by like, I don't know, like a football field apart, maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit longer. So you're not too far away from amenities. And they were open when we went to, I was able to use the restroom there and they had soap and water in the women's. Leo said they didn't have any in the men's. So I guess men don't wash their hands. Well, we're all carrying hand sanitizer (laughs) these days anyway. So we were covered. 
I guess I never thought about this, but one friend who used to live in Los Angeles, when I was describing Zuma Beach to him, he's like, oh, yeah, that's that manicured beach, right? And I never heard the term manicured beach, but they sweep the sand so it's all even. And then Mm -hmm. there's like these fake sand dunes that are near the back. But in Washington, those sand dunes are just the natural landscape. So I just assumed it was a weird bump. I I think of Zuma Beach as being like... Like the McDonald's of the Southern California beaches. Like it's not in a bad, not in a bad way, in a way that like everyone's been there. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a common place. Everybody knows what it is, where it is, that kind of thing. Like, sure. It's like a cultural universal. Like almost everyone has been to Zuma Beach at some point. And it's also just, just very picture perfect. You know exactly what you're getting when you go over there. Yeah. Well, and it's nice because it's so long that even when there are a lot of people there outside of pandemic times, you still have way more space than you would in some of the more populated beach areas. Mm -hmm. And fewer people live like right next to Zuma Beach. So you kind of have to drive. If you live in Malibu, it's not really a beach you can walk to. I mean, maybe you could ride your bike, but it would be a pretty big risk on the PCH in my opinion. Yeah, and even even throughout the Malibu area, that whole drive on Pacific Coast Highway, there's lots of tiny beaches along the whole way, too. There are, yeah. Lots of places where you can just pull over and have like an almost private little beach. Yeah. If you're going to take a canyon road in from the valley, which is usually what Leo and I do, I highly recommend you take Cannon Road, which is K-A-N-A-N. It's still very windy, but it's not nearly as nightmarishly windy as the 23. Like, there's a Highway 23. Oh, my God. Like, hairpin turns like you wouldn't believe. There are bicyclists on there and motorcyclists who just want to speed around you. And I didn't think it was going to take as long as it did to go that way because I wanted to go south on... The PCH. So I was like, oh, let's just cut through this one. It's probably not that bad. Mm-hmm. Just trust my word. Don't look at Google Maps and think that you can stomach it. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. And a thing that that's important for everyone to know is Malibu is quite far from the rest of Los Angeles. Yeah. It's it's the boonies. It's the northern part of L.A. County, definitely on the coast. Like I think El Matador just fits into the Los Angeles County line. Mm-hmm. And then everything above that is Ventura County. And that's a whole nother, whole nother deal. With no traffic, still plan on it, like from the Valley, San Fernando Valley, or even from like where Natalia is in Hollywood, I would estimate that it's going to take you two hours there and two hours back. Mm-hmm. It's not that far. It's like maybe 20, 25 miles. But those canyon roads and traffic and all sorts of things can get in the way. So definitely make some plans, particularly now with, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of restrooms open. Have have a backup plan. All right, Kelsey, I want to hear on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate Malibu as a beach experience? Let's hear the positives and negatives. Okay. Positives. There's a lot of beach to choose from. They even mm-hmm. have a sign that says 21 miles of beach, mm-hmm. Malibu. There's easy accessible parking the there's zuma beach in general is definitely more accessible for people who have some walking issues or some disabilities i don't know how well like a beach cruiser uh wheelchair would fare on there but because the beaches are more manicured it would definitely fare 
way better than it would on a lot of other beaches, particularly Matador Beach. It's just not accessible at all for people with disabilities. The negatives is that it does take a long time to get there because it takes so long. You feel like you have to bring a lot of stuff to be Mm -hmm. settled in for the day. You want it to be worth it. It's not just like, oh, let's just drive out there for a minute. You know, you're, you're like taking chairs and like beach towels and all sorts of things. Another negative about Malibu is that it's just hard to get in and out. Mm-hmm. There's no direct road to get there. You have to take a canyon road or you have to sit on the PCH all the way up to get to any part of Malibu. Oh, another thing that disappointed me because I totally expected this when I the first time I went to Malibu is there's not really like an adorable town scene. Yeah, that's true. There's really fancy restaurants and then there's kind of some cafes, but they're all spread out in this kind of odd way. And the PCH is a highway, so it's very busy. So you can't just like cross the street. You can't just wander to get an ice cream cone and then like wander into a kite shop, which is kind of the idea I have of a beach town in my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about what about you? What are your negatives and positives about Malibu? Well, I guess the big negative for me is... Often, in my opinion, going to Malibu seems like more trouble than it's worth. As you know, I hate driving. And I I do not think I get enough joy from going (laughs) over there to make it worth the drive unless, like, I'm with someone else. I would never go to Malibu by myself, ever. It's just too far. I think... I think that the beaches themselves are nice and everything. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever had a true beach day in Malibu. I think I've only ever worked there. Really? Or like stopped while driving from somewhere else. I don't think I've ever had a true, true beach day there. I I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Like I know Leo and I definitely get pretty cranky by the time we actually get there and we're loading everything onto the beach. But Mm -hmm. as soon as we're there and we're settled... All of it melts away and we were like, why don't we do this all the time? But it yeah. is it is a huge effort to get out there. So I understand that for Malibu sure. Malibu gets bonus points, though, in my opinion, because of the views, especially the view of the rest of the L.A. Yes. coastline. I think that's pretty awesome. It is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see so much from Malibu. I, I think another plus for me about Malibu is that it just... It's so different from where I live. Like, it doesn't feel urban at all. Yeah. So it's, like like I said before, it's a real change of scenery to go over there. I think I will give Malibu an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. How about you? Okay. I would give it a 9. Okay. And I'm only docking one point just because it's not... You really do have to do your research in order to enjoy the rest of the town. The beach itself is a 10. Like, Mm -hmm. I love Zuma Beach. Matador Beach is also awesome, too. I've mentioned before in the podcast, it really does remind me of an awesome mix between a Northwest, like an Oregon State or Washington State beach mixed with, like, a Hawaiian beach because you get that tropical vibes oh my gosh we saw dolphins on sunday like a whole pot of dolphins oh yeah i've seen dolphins over there jumping and flipping and like that is so magical and surfers like it's just so really it's only one point just because the city itself of malibu is really hard to navigate and Mm -hmm. it's not you have to look up things like malibu seafood co was open and i really wanted to get some fish and chips but the line was so long Uh We were like, this isn't safe, so we didn't end up doing that. But yeah, I give Malibu a nine.
So we scored Malibu pretty highly. I like that. So um, we did. So we're going to go a little bit south. We're going to go to Santa Monica now, which is where the tourists go. Very, very oh, touristy. boy, do they. Yes. I had to go there all the time when I was giving the beach tour <laughs> when I was a tour guide. Yeah. That was one of our biggest stops was at the Malibu Pier. Basically, the main reason that Santa Monica is so popular with tourists is because it kind of it kind of has a little bit more of the urban beach vibe. And the Santa Monica Pier is kind of like, in my opinion, Times Square at the beach. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of have that vibe? It is, vibe? yeah. It's super iconic. And yeah, it's just completely crowded with people too. And there's all sorts of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Now, just being honest, the Santa Monica Pier is not my first choice of places to go. I don't like crowds no, of people. <laughs> and to be honest, everything on the pier for the most part costs money. Yeah. Like they have an amusement park there, which is real neat, but yeah. the rides are super expensive. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of restaurants, but a lot of them are kind of touristy, like Bubba yeah. Gump, which I yeah, mean, absolutely. if you're into Forrest Gump, that's cool. But like, <laughs> you can also find Bubba Gump in Times Square. It's true. And then street performers, things like that. But um, what do you think about Santa Monica? So Santa Monica, I, I agree with you on the pier. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. go there with people who are in town. Leo and I went when we visited to see if L.A. would work out for us to live there. And so I had been to it before. And then the only other times I've gone is when people have been in town. I would even compare it to, like, a busy day at Disneyland because it's summertime, yeah. it's hot, and there's amusement things, and you're trying to look around, and there's character people and buskers and then there's also people just fishing like people legitimately just Mm -hmm. put their fishing poles out there which i didn't expect the first time i went there i was like oh no people are actually doing this here and it's really long Mm -hmm. it's a long walk like you can go all the way to the end of it and you're you feel like you're halfway in the ocean by the time you reach the end of the Mm -hmm. pier so i recommend going there once but it's not it's it's a very specific landmark and it ha- it's kind of part of the LA skyline like it's kind of hard to picture LA without the at least the Ferris wheel on the pier mm-hmm. but yeah it's very crowded Santa Monica in general I I don't super enjoy going there again I take people mm-hmm. to visit it but one thing that really surprised me and a friend even warned me but like I didn't take her as seriously as I should have the walk on the sand to the actual ocean is about half a mile. Like, it's insane mm-hmm. how much sand you have to trudge through. And especially if it's a hot day and you want to mm-hmm. go barefoot, like, no, 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 no. That's hot sand. Mostly people that are there are tourists. There's not really a lot of locals unless mm-hmm. somebody just lives in town. I do really, really enjoy the path, the bike path and the walking path and the, like, mm-hmm. scooter path that's on the the beach so that's really nice yeah yeah and the path there is nice too it it leads into the venice boardwalk and it has lots of yes. uh, small restaurants small bars there are people like driving rickshaws or whatever that they yeah. can take you on a ride <laughs> i don't know if it's happening in covid times but there's a there's a whole boardwalk scene over yeah. there when i go to santa monica i don't really lay on the beach i usually like mm-hmm. scooter on the boardwalk or walk right. on the boardwalk or something i rarely lay on that sand or lay on sand in general <laughs> <laughs> same with me i 
have only done it the one time when we were literal tourists. And I still have We Did Buy Beach Towels at the Walgreens on the way to Santa Monica on Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. And we still have those towels and it makes me feel very touristy because one of them is like the flag of California and the other one just is like California. (laughs) I know they're very touristy, but we still have, they're actually quality towels for like Walgreens. I'm impressed. That's good. If you're in town, maybe get some beach towels at Walgreens. You'll, you'll be surprised. I'd say one thing, a couple things that are big pluses about Santa Monica are there's so much shopping and dining over there and tons of hotels. You could easily do a, a getaway there and yeah. just spend your time there. Another plus is probably that there's a lot of places there where you can rent different things you would need to go to the beach. There are places yeah. to rent bikes, places to rent scooters, places to even rent boogie boards and beach towels. That kind of thing it can be helpful for people who are visiting. Absolutely. I've rented scooters. I've rented bikes. I've rented rollerblades. All those that's different great. things over there. That's awesome. So that's fun if you're into that kind of thing. I would say also another thing that's kind of neat about Santa Monica is a lot of events happen there. Like Definitely. In non-COVID times. Yeah. Like concerts, movie screenings, pop-ups. The Absolutely. Film Independent Spirit Awards actually happen <laughs> right there at the beach in, San- yeah. in Santa Monica. Literally on the beach. They have a parking mm-hmm. lot on the sand. Like it's, you know, been laid with cement and everything. But yeah, they're basically 50, 60 feet from the ocean. And it's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. They pop up a tent. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. But yeah, ton of things. I've filmed at Santa Monica. I'm sure you have too. Yeah, I have. It's a very iconic beach. I think everybody should experience it. But particularly if somebody wants to live there, too, it's really expensive. And I don't think it's worth it for the beach experience, necessarily. Yeah. My my first thought is when I think of Santa Monica is crowds. Yeah. Almost every time. Definitely. And I, I would yeah. believe that now it's probably too crowded even for COVID times. I wouldn't be surprised. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how will you rate Santa Monica? It hurts my heart to give a beach a bad rating because it's iconic and because it's never boring. I wouldn't say Santa Monica is boring. I, I would give no. it like a like a five, you know, a five. OK, I mean, it's fine, but I mm-hmm. I don't go out of my way to go there unless I just happen to be in the area. Mm-hmm. I would I would give it a solid five. It's fine. It's all right. Mm -hmm. What rating would you give it? I'll give it an eight, the same I gave Malibu. Really? And I think that's because I really like the path they have there. Yeah, the path is awesome. Mm -hmm. And that makes it more accessible, too. Like, you could be in a wheelchair and ride along. But I just, as a beach itself, eh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. The beach, if I were just going to rate, like, that piece of sand there... Oh, it would be way lower because that sand is like usually dirtier than yep. at other beaches. Like, yep. just so many people are in it all the yeah. time. Like, so many people. But I'm I'm giving it an eight, pretty much just for the bike path because, like I said, I'm probably not going to lay in that sand anyway. That's true. Venice, just south of Santa Monica. True. Almost just as famous, but Santa Monica takes the edge. It is definitely known for being kind of like a skateboarding, muscle head, kind of new agey mix of people. Yeah, it's interesting. Venice is super interesting. Want me to give the Venice spiel from the tour? 
Yeah. Do the Venice spiel. Yes. Tell us. So Venice, the name is the same as a famous city in Italy. And it's not a coincidence. The The area that's now known as Venice was actually developed for a project called the Venice of America Project, which was a tourism project where the land was actually developed to have canals like in Venice, Italy. And it was envisioned to be a community where people could relax, get away from Los Angeles. And so they built this big resort with this pleasure pier, all these nice things. There were these trolleys coming from Hollywood and downtown. It was a very nice upscale place, not new age or hippie-ish in the slightest. It was meant to be a place where um, the old Hollywood folks would relax in a beautiful beachside entertainment. But then the area got really, really run down later on because, you know, building canals and stuff, it's going to get dirty. It's going to (laughs) get smelly, all of that. So it became a very, very undesirable place very quickly, pretty much all abandoned. And so it was really, really cheap to live there. And so a lot of the so-called unsavory types started moving in, which really were like artists and, you know, surfers (laughs) and people like that. They started moving in and Venice became this cheap place to live that was also by the beach. And so it kind of got like a seedy reputation and eventually it became the place where skateboarding was invented. Mm-hmm. All kinds of like more alternative culture stuff has happened in Venice over all this time. But in the last maybe 15 years or so, it's done this total 180 where now Venice is really trendy and popular, but still has the like alternative vibe. But now it's the alternative vibe plus like a multi-million dollar price tag for the homes. (laughs) It's a whole bunch of vibes going on all at once over there in Venice. Yeah. There was and has been for a long time a huge bodybuilder scene. And of course, you know, Muscle Beach, the outdoor gym that's there on the beach in Venice is world famous. I've only actually been to Venice one time and I didn't really spend Hmm. a whole lot of time there. We were, again, friends were in town and they wanted to see Santa Monica and Venice I do know that Venice does get a reputation for seeming like a dirtier beach. Like, it's where the hippies and, like you said, the alternative crowd. But it is definitely making a turn for that gentrified, hipster, alternative, expensive lifestyle in Venice, for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been to Venice a lot of times. Have you? I've, I've been to Venice dozens of times. I think that... It's just such a juxtaposition of cultures over there. It is. Like, a, of course, you got the the large homeless population there. You've got uh, lots of artistic types selling their wares on the boardwalk. Yeah. You've got the people doing the drum circles. You've got the skateboarders. You've got the surfers. You've got tons of tourists because any given day that you're there in Venice, in non-pandemic times, probably the majority of the people on the boardwalk are going to be tourists. Yeah. There was a report recently that on average, it's more expensive to live in Venice than in Santa Monica now. Really? Oh, wow. That's fascinating. And you'll see mm-hmm. a lot of interesting houses in the neighborhoods yeah. right next to the beach, too, that definitely seem 
more like there's even houses that remind me of like older neighborhoods in Portland where it's just kind of mm-hmm. this art collective house of people living there. But Venice is also home to one of the trendiest streets in Los Angeles, Abbott Kinney Boulevard. Have you ever been there? I feel like we walked there when I was there, but I don't actually know. When we would pass by it on my tour, I always told people that Abbott Kinney was what people expected Rodeo Drive to be like. Abbott Kinney is this super upscale, super trendy shopping street that is just like the epitome of L.A. cool. And that's where significantly more people shop, in my opinion, than Rodeo Drive. Interesting. Rodeo Drive kind of is more like the like the boomer shopping street <laughs> and Abbott Kinney is like the the younger generation fancy oh. shopping street then maybe I did go there I I went to Blue Star Donuts and that was like a couple streets away so I don't know if it was like within that closer area it's a combination of luxury brands and just really really trendy of the moment brands Okay, And there's really trendy but expensive restaurants over there. That's where I tried Bulletproof Coffee for the first time. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. at a place over there. It was like $8. <laughs> it's just, it's what people think Rodeo Drive is going to be like. Okay. I okay. highly recommend visiting it. It's the like one of the most LA places you'll ever visit. Ooh, that's a big endorsement from an Angelino podcast. And there's also a lot of incredible street art over there and really, really cool houses. Yeah, I do really love all of the street art that you can find in Venice. I like the art culture vibe of it too. But like you said, Mm -hmm. it's definitely evolving more into a a wealthier... It's gentrified. It's gentrified, yeah. But the place I really recommend visiting in Venice also is the Venice Pier because it's not it's not super touristy the way that Santa Monica Pier is. There's no restaurants on it. There's nothing on it. It's just a classic wooden California pier with just an incredible view. The sunset there looks really, really awesome. I, I loved it when I did my tours when we'd pass it at sunset. That would always look really, really cool. That is awesome. I, I don't think I went out on the pier. I went near it. And we definitely went out into the sand and at sunset, there was a giant drum circle right next to the waves. Mm -hmm. So on a scale of one to 10, Kelsey, how would you rate Venice? This is hard because I don't feel like I've had enough experience to give it a true rating from the limited experience I've had there. I would give it probably a seven. It's definitely Mm -hmm. fun. It's definitely interesting. Parking is super difficult there. I have a secret spot. Oh, see, that's the thing, though. You have to find secret spots or ask people, have to trust people. I don't even know if Natalia and I are close enough for her to reveal her secret spot. It's a, a I've been parking place. there for years. Have you? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so I, I would give it a seven because it's definitely interesting. There's definitely a lot going on. It's It's not something that you would experience a lot of other places in the world, I feel like. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know of other beaches that have such a variety of people kind of cross culture meeting. It's an amazing people watching spot in Los Angeles. Yeah. I think it's fun. What? How would you rate it uh, as someone who's been there a lot? I'd give it a nine. You'd give it a nine? Yeah. 
I'd give it a nine. I think it's way more interesting than pretty much any of the other beaches in Los Angeles. And also, like I've said, I'm not a layout in the sun beach person. I go to the beach to walk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a way more interesting place to walk. Yeah, totally. It, it really is. Yeah, you don't run out of anything to see or find or experience for sure. All right, let's move south. Marina Del Rey. So how much experience do you have with Marina Del Rey? I actually, I don't have a lot of experience, but the experience I had there, I really enjoyed. When Leo and mm-hmm. I came to visit and check out Los Angeles, we got to LAX really, really early. And he was like, we still have the rental car for a couple more hours. Our flight isn't for several hours. So we went out to Marina Del Rey, found a little place to pay and park, and then walked out to this really adorable park. The area that I was in wasn't necessarily a beach at all. It was a harbor, but it reminded me so... You mean the marina? The marina. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Not harbor. It reminded me so much of a place called Marine Park, of all places, in Bellingham, Mm -hmm. Washington, which is where Leo proposed to me. It's where we spent a lot of time together when we were dating in college. And it just had really... Nice vibes, I guess. We're all about vibes in this episode. Beach vibes, nice Mm -hmm. vibes. It's definitely a very specific type of community. It seems to have like a lot of, at least from what I experienced, like a lot of more retired people are kind Mm -hmm. of out there. Yeah, definitely. Some families are out there. Maybe single men living on their boats are hanging out there. Mm-hmm. So we we only experienced a short amount of time, but we did recognize it from Arrested Development. Like from some, there's a yeah. lot of scenes on boats that have been filmed there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time there, but we didn't really spend a whole lot of time, and we haven't gone out there again because, again, if we're going to make a drive somewhere, I want to go out on mm-hmm. the actual beach. But what about yeah. you? What's your experience with Marina Del Rey? I've been to Marina Del Rey quite a few times. The same path that continues from Santa Monica and Venice mm-hmm. uh, goes south through the Marina Del Rey area. And oh. it's a big shift going from Venice to Marina Del Rey. It has to be. Because it's just such a different vibe. Venice, you know, is so alternative leaning and Marina Del Rey feels a little stuffier, in my opinion. It's oh, a yeah. little bit more like... Like, I expect these people to have, like, a gold anchor decoration in their bathroom or something, <laughs> if you get what I mean. Yeah, they're wearing collared shirts on their day at the park. Yeah. And it's it's a nice place to go if you want to, like, eat dinner at a nice restaurant right on the water. For or sure. Or if you want to go kayaking or, like, stand-up paddleboarding or something. So many boating activities happen over there. The beaches themselves over there, in my opinion – kind of lack personality, yeah. especially since they're right next to Venice. I feel like it's kind of more where you would go if you want a quieter beach visit, in my opinion. Right. But the nice thing about Marina Del Rey, besides the marina itself, is there are a bunch of wetlands around the marina and really, really nice bike paths through that whole area. Yes. You could easily yes. spend a whole day just exploring all of those. It definitely, between the retired collared people vibe, I definitely got a lot of family vibes, like families Mm -hmm. on bikes and like with their kids on the back of the bike or that kind of thing. It seemed very, very like suburban, like white family kind of vibes Mm -hmm. that I got from Marina. Yeah, (laughs) it has that vibe. Yeah. Which isn't really my scene. No. It's not like my first choice, but it's nice to visit. 
It's definitely more relaxing than Santa Monica or Venice. Yeah, it's not it's not nearly as overwhelming or overstimulating. So if you need like a calmer experience, yeah, Marina Del Rey would definitely be for you. Yeah, sometimes that's what you want. How would you rate Marina Del Rey? I would probably rate it as a 7-2 just because I feel like Mm -hmm. there is a lot to get out of slowing down and just, you know, sitting and looking at the water or having a nice dining experience. And I really, I mean, it could be just like the limited time I had there, I really enjoyed and I really appreciated that Leo encouraged us to stop, take a minute, just breathe, Mm -hmm. let some anxiety go. And so it actually was really really fulfilling for me in that moment. So yeah, I'd give it a seven. I'd give it a seven. All right. Yeah, I think I'll go with a seven too. Now, Kelsey, have you ever been to Dockweiler? I have not. I don't even know if I know about Dockweiler, actually. It's just south of the Marina Del Rey area. It's basically the beach that's right next to LAX. Oh, okay. You know how LAX is really close to the coast? There's a beach that's all along there. It's really long. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. But then it is mm-hmm. right by the airport. So aren't you just underneath jets all day? <laughs> you kind of are, which is cool and not cool at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But what's great about Dockweiler, though, is it is often very empty. Okay. Nice little secret spot. It is, in my opinion, the least popular beach in L.A. County. Okay. And the few times I've been there, there was nobody there. Wow. And it's kind of cool when you, like, bike along the path over there. Because that same path that I mentioned that goes Mm -hmm. along the coast pretty much goes there, too. It can be kind of nice to walk over there or ride a bike and just feel more empty. And because, you know, you have the airport on one side, it can Mm -hmm. feel very isolated from the rest of L.A., which is kind of neat. That's really good to know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Well, since you've never been to Dockweiler, I guess I'll rate it myself. Like I said in our outline for this episode, I constantly forget Dockweiler exists (laughs) for some reason. It's a very, very forgettable beach, in my opinion. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. All right. So we're now in the South Bay, which is kind of a combination of communities. That's where Manhattan Beach, Mm -hmm. Hermosa Beach, and Redondo Beach are. We talked about that area quite a bit in our geography episode. We did, But the beaches there are well-known. I'm going to try to not repeat anything that we said in that episode. Kelsey, which beaches have you been to in the South Bay? I have been to Redondo and Hermosa because I had a friend who lived out there. Mm -hmm. But I really liked the Hermosa Beach Pier. Or was that the Redondo Mm -hmm. Beach Pier? That City of Stars in La La Land. That is the Hermosa Beach Pier. Okay. And now I've dropped La La Land. Tradition continues. (laughs) Yes. Tradition continues. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What did you think of the beaches themselves over there? I thought they were really fun. I I thought Mm -hmm. that they were pretty chill. Like they they didn't really have it wasn't like Venice where there's so much personality that it's kind of overwhelming. But there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lack of accessibility. The parking was a little bit tough, but not any more than any of the other beaches. They also have kind of a little boardwalk as well 
with some businesses and Mm -hmm. some bars and stuff. I felt like there was a good balance of independent businesses as well as some more chain businesses. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just felt like it was a very chill beach vibe. Not like a lot of tourists. It just mostly seemed Mm -hmm. like locals. So yeah, I I enjoyed both of those areas. I thought they were really cool. Now, I lived in that area for a couple of years. It was my only time of living by the beach. And just as part of my impression of the area, uh, it's very very dominated by locals. Yeah. The locals that live there, for the most part, at least the people I knew, rarely ventured beyond that South Bay bubble. So it feels very, very enclosed. A lot of them don't think of themselves as Angelinos. They think of them as themselves as residents of the South Bay. If you're, in my opinion, if you're an artist and want to do anything arts-wise or entertainment industry-wise in LA, that is not the place to live because it's also really far from everything because it's so far from freeways. Yeah, it it is hard to kind of get in and out of there. So Mm -hmm. it definitely depends on what your goals are but that's good for people to know if they do want to come to la for industry this is not a accessible place to film industry things or acting classes or whatever you need to Mm -hmm. hone your craft the beaches themselves over there though are really gorgeous usually not as crowded as like santa monica or venice and usually cleaner too But overall, with the beaches and everything, and of course, the proximity to fun restaurants and bars and everything, I'm going to give the South Bay a seven. Okay. How about you? Like I said, I've had very limited experience there, but the experience that I had there, because there's not a lot of people there, I felt a little more relaxed as far as crowds or like just a ton of tourists trying to do things. I would say I'd give it an eight just because I felt... Mm -hmm chill i felt like i had access to a lot of places there but then also parking was really tough so that was hard for me having to walk a long way yeah it's a beautiful place i wouldn't be surprised if one of those points is for city of stars from la la land (laughs) probably yeah (laughs) all right so let's move a little further south to the pv peninsula the palos verdes peninsula have you ever been there kelsey no No, I don't think I have, actually. I don't think I've ever visited there. Oh, my, oh, my. So (laughs) the Palos Verdes Peninsula, this piece of land that juts out from the South Bay Mm -hmm. that is basically an island. It takes so long to drive from anywhere on the peninsula to the freeway. It could take you like 40 minutes. Like oh, it is so isolated. And it is this frou-frou rich community. It's like the main areas of the South Bay, but like times two. Oh, wow. And it's just this isolated area of these really fancy homes that are like on cliffs overlooking the ocean where you could see out to Malibu or to Catalina Island. It wow. is so fancy. And while there aren't really that many beaches over there, there are a couple tiny ones. I still recommend if you like the ocean to drive around the peninsula because there are spectacular ocean views over there. Wow. It's very, very worth it. And particularly on the far side of the peninsula, you'll get probably the greatest view you'll ever see of Catalina Island. Oh. Because it's really, really close. Oh, that makes sense. I have seen that area from like the pier 
at Hermosa Beach. Mm-hmm. I've been like, what is that? But I've never actually yeah, gone out there. Yeah, it's that jut of land that you see yeah. sticking out. Yeah, the California coastline, especially around Los Angeles, I mean, you can see it on a map, like everybody's seen the outline of California, but it's very interesting to me coming from a place where pretty much our coastline was straight up and down, and then like everything's Mm -hmm. at an angle. So when you see the sunset, you don't picture it to be off to the side. So I'm sure that even kind of the horizon out on that area must be even more interesting to experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's spectacular. I I really feel like it's a must-do for anyone in the LA area to do a scenic drive around the Palos Verdes Peninsula because it's so different from the rest of Los Angeles. So, so incredibly different. Nice. You'll feel like you're up in Northern California or something. You can't see the rest of LA at all. Wow. That's impressive. That's hard to do. Since you haven't really been there, I'll rate it on my own. I'll give it an eight and a half. Okay, eight and a half. Driving around the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. But there's not, I seen the outline you wrote, there's not really beaches. But there are mad views, bro. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I like, I like it. So let's move the furthest south. Let's move on to Long Beach and San Pedro. So what's your beach experience over there? So Long Beach, I haven't actually had a full experience on the beach in Long Beach, but I've met up with people there before. Like people were going to a conference at a hotel. It was actually like a medical conference or something. So we met up with them to have dinner. So I've only seen bits and pieces. And like I said, I haven't actually been out on the sand there. That was a very limited experience that I Mm -hmm. had there. Yeah. So Long Beach is called Long Beach because it's literally a really, really long beach. Mm -hmm. And different areas of Long Beach have very, very different vibes. There are parts of it that are really luxurious. There are parts of it that some would consider really dirty and not good to visit. And you have, of course, the little community of Belmont Shores, which has very much the little beach town feel. Oh, that's cool. And then you have areas like the Pike, which is this more touristy shopping and dining area. Long Beach seriously has everything. You can get every kind of beach vibe over there. If you ask people from Orange County... The beach itself in Long Beach is not very nice. Oh, really? But I personally have no issue with it. Some people think that it's dirtier than Orange County beaches. I just think that in Long Beach, there's it's so huge that yeah. y- you can get so many different types of vibes. But I do want to bring up San Pedro, which is just adjacent mm-hmm. to Long Beach. San Pedro is where the main port of Los Angeles is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's more of an industrial area, and there are some small beaches over there. I actually used to go to a small beach in San Pedro every year when I was a Girl Scout for a camp. Oh. It was like our our boating camp that we went to every year, and that beach was was not that nice. (laughs) Oh, really? It was pretty dirty, but it was right by by the port. Like, of course, it's not going to be a super nice beach. Is that where, like, a lot of cruise ships go out of, too? Yeah. A lot of cruise ships go out of Long Beach. That's where Mm -hmm. the main cruises out of so-called Los Angeles are. That means that the beaches that are closest to it might not be that nice because Mm -hmm. having a day at the beach is not the main priority in that area. It's the cruises and, and the port. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I've been on two cruises before I lived in California with my family when I was a much younger person. And yeah, Mm -hmm. we probably went out of that exact area. So I guess I have been there and I didn't know it. (laughs) Yeah. And there's also marinas over there where you can see like a whole bunch of boats and stuff. Like I said, Long Beach has everything. There's, yeah. It's kind of, it ha- kind of has traits of a lot of different other beach areas, but combined into one. Cause Long Beach is just so massively huge that, in my opinion, you really can't make a generalization about it. You can go to so many different places that have such different vibes over there. Yeah. And that, that's a, thing to consider too if you're gonna move to that area research the neighborhood yeah i do know that it's just a huge area like i know that when i've driven through i've been like oh we're still driving through long beach and we're like not Mm -hmm. stuck in traffic this is still long beach area so i mean yeah it's it's not a lie it's a long beach (laughs) so what score will you give long beach know enough about it other than like what you've just told me now and my very Mm -hmm. limited experience i would say because there's such a variety like a seven because there's there's Mm -hmm. there's lots of stuff to do but i don't know that i don't know anyone and i have not heard of anybody being like oh my gosh i can't wait to have a beach day at long beach like somebody has to do Mm -hmm. something there like i always feel like it's a task not necessarily going Mm -hmm. there to relax and enjoy the beach so i would say a seven well it's also far It's far from L.A. for sure. From so much of Los Angeles. I'm going to give it a six. I would rate it higher if it were closer. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think that's totally fair. We've gone through the list of beaches. All right. So now we're going to say which beach won. So which beach won for you, Kelsey? It's always going to be Malibu. It's always going to be Zuma. I rated it a nine. It's hard to beat. The distance uh, makes it difficult, but because I love it so much that it makes it worth it to me. Like once I'm there and once I'm settled, I am absolutely, I just feel at home. Like it feels really Mm -hmm. familiar and just kind of like I've always gone there. Like there's just something about it that I really connect with. So That is my pick. Malibu, specifically Zuma, but Matador is really cool too. All the other parts of Malibu are awesome. I like it. What about you? What was your winner? I think my winner is Venice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense too. The beaches we've repeated visits to would be our winners as well. Yeah. I will say that if what you want is a really, really pristine, nice beach... You're Mm -hmm. probably going to find nicer beaches in Orange County, just being honest. Yeah, it's true. So if you're willing to drive further south to Orange County, I recommend looking up Crystal Cove, Newport Beach, or Laguna Beach, all of which Mm -hmm. I have been to dozens of times throughout my life. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. But they can be worth it if you're willing to drive the distance. Some people aren't. Some want things more local. Yeah, we hope that we've given you some inspiration for the next time that you feel like going to the beach. But keep in mind, the beach is quite far from a lot of areas in Los Angeles. So if you want to move to L.A. for the beach, uh, we recommend (laughs) moving to one of these communities that we have discussed uh, in this episode, because otherwise you're in for a drive. You're in for a drive and... Hopefully, if you're set on living in one of these beach communities, you've got the budget to accommodate it because it is expensive to live at the Mm -hmm. beach. 
For sure. Yes. All right. Well, that's all for this uh, beach episode for this week's. Thanks for listening, and maybe we'll see you on the beach sometime. Just a reminder, the content of this podcast is based on our own opinions and personal experiences and may not reflect the opinions and experiences of all Angelinos. Music by Leo Jackson. Artwork by Trevor D. Richardson. Additional research by Natalia Raymond. And edited by me, Kelsey Ryder. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Angelinos in Training and on Twitter at Angelinos Pod. Want us to cover a specific topic about LA? Email us at angelinosintraining at gmail.com. <laughs>